0: One, two, three, four invites you to Get This with Tony Martin and Andrea Powell. Want, it, yes, indeed. Good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard the final Get This for the week. Ed is here. Good morning, Tony. And another round of that applause, if you could, bear for Andrea Powell.
1: Well, hello. Wonderful to be here.
0: You know, it is our first week, and we've been getting faxes and uh, abusive calls from all over. Uh, A lot of people are tuning into the show. Um, I'm not sure if uh, the Prime Minister listens to the show. Um, I don't know. Could he? Do you think that's a possibility, Bear?
2: Every chance. There
0: is every chance that the PM... The answer is yes, I do. Oh, there you oh, go. There we so we're hoping to get him call in before the end of the show.
1: Mm, great. Looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> Gee, you're really fired up about this program, Andrew. Yeah, I, I am. Tell. I'm
1: very excited. I d- I just, I've only had one coffee. That could be the problem.
0: We'll get uh, some sort of uh, tanko backed up to the studio <laughs> before <laughs> the end of the program for you. Now, look, I had, a, I had to call you up about doing this and have one of those embarrassing conversations where it's, am I allowed to mention that you're Ethel Chopped?
1: You are. I think it's fine. Have I am you, Ethel Chop.
0: Because it's, it's like that thing with Dame Edna. You know I what I know. mean? Barry Humphreys always talks about Dame Edna in the third person. And,
1: and I have done that as well. And yeah. it tends to really weird people laugh. out. So <laughs> <Does> it does. <laughs> seeing as this is your first week, I thought I'd give you a break and just go, yes, I am Ethel Chop.
0: We're quite prepared to weird people out. That's acceptable.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay.
0: Ethel Chop. Uh, now, I have to say about Ethel. I love Ethel's work. But is there a program in the country that she hasn't been a regular guest on?
1: Well, not this one. And <laughs> various others at the Osteria Network, a few. Yeah, but no, she's she's more famous than I am, that's for sure.
0: All right. Is she based on anyone in your family? She Can
1: is. I, she's, she's very loosely based on this friend of my grandmother's called Windburn. Right. A very caustic <laughs> woman. We called her Windburn. Oh. And she was... One of those really abrasive characters where everything uh, everything was just appalling, you know, for her. Just, she was really negative. It's like, oh, it's so cold, you know. <laughs> her uh, her son took her to Canada on this
2: fantastic trip
1: and she was like, all I wanted to do was go home. There was snow everywhere. <laughs> and she went to Hong Kong. It was full of agents. <laughs> so, was, there was
2: there anything she liked? Was she comparing? She learning? liked her money. Oh, you right. wouldn't
1: know it, but she just dressed like a bag lady. She was really loaded, and I think took it all to the grave.
0: And Good was there is there a key phrase that she used that, that that's like was the key to Ethel Chop?
1: Um, she used to say to my grandmother all the time, "Oh Polly, it was awful." <laughs> and
2: did was she go to a lot of stuff? <laughs> that
1: was pretty much.
2: Would Win go to like? Would she go to a lot of you know theater and movies and stuff like that? And then say it was awful or say it was um, awful without going?
1: She, no, she'd go. She would go. She that's would. Great. She'd get out I there. Think
3: that's great. But, but she'd
1: go. you know, looking like she just bought a frog from St. Vincent de Paul. <laughs> when she was probably almost a millionaire. Wow. Anyway, she's dead now, so I can say what I like. Yeah. But she, she was an inspiration <laughs> really? when I felt sorry for her, really. She was like the antithesis of my grandmother, who was like really friendly and positive and stuff. But
0: I like to think of, you know, I give all of my relatives a catchphrase. And my grandmother, I've talked about this before, her key phrase was referring to the radio, at, oh, sorry, the television, as the picture wireless. <laughs> Go and switch the picture wireless on, will you? She'd often say that. And my mother-in-law, who's uh, sadly passed away, she, she had a wonderful catchphrase that she would always say to my wife, which was, oh, you're not going out wearing that, are you? <laughs> And I think if she'd ever done her autobiography, that's what it would have been called. <laughs>
1: right. You're not going out wearing that, are you?
0: <laughs> but, uh, hey, do you want to stick around and just talk rubbish with us on this program? That's what I we do. I would be
1: delighted.
0: We have our, I'm just going through the issues that we haven't got to uh, during the week. Were you following the, uh, the Katie Holmes noiseless birth story? Have you been following that?
1: Look, I read a small piece about it, and I just thought silent birth meant the media weren't allowed around.
0: No, <laughs> is she not allowed <laughs> no, to no, no, it's not, you know, they're, they're allowed. It's because, uh, you know, the, the idea is that, um, well, well they have these cards up. When Katie Holmes is giving birth, they've taken these huge signs in and they're going to be all over the, the ward and it's going to say things like uh, no screaming, no emotional outbursts, be silent and make all physical movements slow and understandable. Uh, free personality test, $8,000. <laughs> they're just going to be... <laughs> they're going to have those up. The Scientology people have got them up she, in the birth ward. Is and, she
1: giving birth or is she being confined to a padded cell? I mean,
0: both. A, gee. No screaming, no hysterics, no emotional no, outbursts. Better
1: keep those Italians away then.
0: <laughs> that sort of behaviour is best reserved for appearances on chat shows to unconvincingly espouse the delights of your sham marriage. <laughs>
3: I just if wish they'd had a few of those signs
0: no. up at the Oprah program <laughs> yeah, that time. They had. But uh, sound during birth could psychologically harm the baby. Yeah. You know, I, I would have thought the, yeah. uh, that was the least of its worries. <laughs> oh, Let, let's see who its dad is. <laughs> An insane control freak in a permanent state of sexual denial. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I've yeah. seen women just walking around the, the studio in the, in the station here just shy. I don't think it's possible to have a silent birth, is it?
1: I wouldn't have imagined so.
0: Mm.
1: No. We've I mean, got it's w- it's hard to be silent just kind of when you're normally going about your business. Uh. alone squeezing a small human out of your <laughs> genitals.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what <laughs> we have here <laughs> is
1: triple M, I wasn't sure which word to
0: use. Oh no, g- genitals is quite acceptable. Yeah, great. Sweet. We've got the fantastic Thunder Genitals promotion <laughs> coming up later. Show us your genitals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or uh, or your gonads, you gonads, if you know. like.
0: <laughs> you know what the problem with this segment is? We've got a whole panel of people, none of whom have children. Yeah. yeah and true. our oh. producer, Nikki, over there is just, just... Nikki, is it possible to give birth silently? You've you have done this. Just step over to the microphone oh. if you could. No. No. <laughs> what, what's a, were you swearing like a trooper when you were uh, giving birth to your son?
3: I did scream quite loudly,
1: primal screams, and the mm. doctor did say to me at one point, you can do that without making noise. You can just internalize it. Oh, just <laughs> scream in your own head. I reckon it's one of those it's one of those situations where you have every right to scream and be hysterical and swear and punch your partner. So <laughs> why wouldn't you make the most of it? Silent just, birth, they're insane!
0: <laughs> Look, I want to get to that fantastic <laughs> gonads promotion we were just hinting at. That could well be coming up next. Because we're making this up as we go along here. And get this. <laughs> That's you to everlasting love here at Triple M. It's get this right around the nation. And speaking of everlasting love, uh, oh. Andrea Powell is with us. Yes, uh, Ed's on board. And and look at this wow. story. I'm still uh, filleting the new weekly, and they have this <laughs> they have this <laughs> bit called Real Life Confessions. And a lot of people around the office have been talking about this woman who has 500 orgasms a day. Wow. Is that wow. A bit a tad excessive? Do you think?
2: Uh, just as tad, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one day is excessive. He's found an appropriate place for his sex uh, his sound effect. Yes, Bear, that
0: was great. The Bear's just been dropping that sound into air. Any- we could be talking about global warming, and he's gone, oh, they'll be needing the orgasm.
1: I missed that. I thought it was Nikki, and I was like, what is she? Oh,
0: giving God. birth again, is she? Keep it quiet. Oh, look, now it's, he's just turned into Murray Tregonning. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Dear idea. Oh what I love is too. He's gone and seen uh, um, Maddie in production, who builds all of our sketches and does a very fine job. Genius. And said, "Can I get that orgasm sound on CD for my car? <laughs> I don't know what possible use he could have." Listen to this woman here. A fifty-one-year-old mother of three is constantly aroused and has to avoid any form of vibration, which could tip her (laughs) over the edge and cause unwanted orgasms. Tip her over the edge. (laughs) Read your life of unwanted (laughs) orgasms today. And is that a picture of her chopping onions and having an orgasm? That's right, chopping onions Mm. and set her off.
1: Yeah, how's that? She Ooh, has lived. Sexy onions.
0: <laughs> She's had this problem for 11 years, but was only diagnosed five years ago with the condition. It's a real medical condition, apparently. Persistent sexual arousal syndrome. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> Any sort of vibration Citron. can send me over the edge, mowing the lawn, driving the car oh, or leaning against the washing machine when it's on wow. the spin cycle wow. can trigger an orgasm. And then the New Weekly has got a photo of her yeah, sitting on top of the washing machine. Yep. Now, that's yep. the photo that makes me think that maybe the whole thing's made up. No. What about really? the one where she's reading? Is she aroused with the reading? Yeah, she's but- reading a book. And I, what is the book? She's reading the English patient. <laughs> she's reading the English patient. There you go. bloke with his face burned off. Core. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is there a picture of her watching television, perhaps seeing, uh, you know, spying Darren Hinch in a midriff top on
0: <laughs> Banding the Stars? That would account for 200 <laughs> of the yeah, 500. Absolutely. And <laughs> then she's doing the housework. Oh, God, blimey. Yeah. But then, God, oh, blimey. <laughs> I love how she's sitting on the washing machine and says, The machine spin cycle is a danger zone for Jean. <laughs> but why? In what context? Would you sit on your washing machine? Like, okay, that's something that might mm. set it off. Yeah, but it was oh, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting on the washing machine the other day. You'll we'll never guess what happened. People You've might be
1: obviously trying. not been a single girl before, <laughs> Tony.
0: Hey, it's early days. <laughs> what
2: if people are trying to steal your washing?
0: Right, oh, right out of the machine. Mm. So you're going, that could happen. Yeah. i better sit here all day. I'm saying. Sure, I mean, persistent sexual arousal <laughs> syndrome could be affected. It could be triggered. But I won't lose any cardi. But <laughs> I'm going to sit here all day <laughs> if I have to.
1: It could be a particularly large load. And she's trying to keep it all in the machine.
2: There you go. What if it's one of those
0: machines that walked, like wanders off you know? <laughs> yeah. in, the, yeah. in, the, in the room? Those, we've had one of those. We had one that went down to the shops <laughs> <laughs> just on the first cycle. <laughs> Listen to this bit. Too embarrassed to tell Bob her husband... Too embarrassed. You think he would have noticed the 500. You think he'd be going, what's going on here? I've just walked in the door.
1: Why are you whimpering all the time?
0: Too embarrassed to tell Bob her husband of 16 years. They divorced six months after she developed the condition. He's not the type of person to be sympathetic I felt guilt and shame, so rather than tell him the truth, I said I wasn't happy and wanted a divorce. So she'd been hiding the oh. 500 orgasms. Right.
2: Any chance of reconciliation? Did they get to that?
0: Well, I think uh, that's later I haven't uh, highlighted that with my <laughs> pink felt pen before the program.
2: ends. <laughs> <aired, Right>. so... <laughs> What? (laughs) What? What have you been
0: doing between the hours of midnight and six AM, Tony? Sleep? What have I told you about that? I've been sleep. Only about fifty women worldwide have ever been diagnosed with this syndrome. Wow! But hundred and ninety of them have joined Jean's support group. She's got a support group. What (laughs) must that be like? A whole lot of women sitting in a circle. (laughs)
1: Stop it. She oh, that's ha- a shame that she's not even having sex to get any of these
0: 500 orgasms. No. What a waste. She's just uh, separating the whites and colours. <laughs> <laughs> and it says it. She has also told people at work, listen to this, some of the guys heard me talking about it. Oh. You should have seen their reactions until I asked them, how would you like to climax and be ready to go five minutes later? That shut them up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, that does sound yeah. like a nightmare scenario. <laughs>
2: She works. Do we know where she works? <laughs> the,
0: the, Doesn't at, say. At a munitions factory. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, somewhere with a lot of vibration. At the earthquake detection center. <laughs> I don't know.
1: On an assembly line.
0: Oh look, so yeah. keep an eye out for that, Andrew.
1: I will. Yeah, great. I've got to look out for that. <laughs> um, You're well, having a
0: ball, are you? Yeah, I'm in? having a ball. Yeah. It's too well, early, I'm frankly. I'm a single lady. Yeah.
1: Did you know that? Really? I've been doing the RSVP dating.
0: Oh, how does that go? Ah.
1: Oh. It's just great. Um, (laughs) I've met some nice men. I've been very careful, but I've had some very interesting uh, people write to me.
0: Mm. Who have you had?
1: Um, I've had a guy that's pretty much only into dire straits and barbecues. So immediately we've got a lot in common. (laughs) Right. right? Um, Another bloke, because I have these categories under your profile. So there's like books, movies, you know, um, sports and stuff. And under Mm. books, he's written reading. (laughs) I don't have time for books, I'm into life. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: so uh, great there, and um, but this guy, I just wanted to. Uh, well, you've say, got them. You've well, Got, the, yeah, you've got some guy, printout. He's see, so he's had his picture taken, a profile shot in front of a bookshelf. There Already, my alarm bells are going off, and he's he's he's, he's uh, talking about himself. I am a cultured professional, who is adventurous, fit, confident, humorous, and stylish.
0: Oh, okay, that's so, a lot to take uh, in. Bad.
1: It's a lot to take in, but what he wants uh, from his lady is, um, well, he wants her to dress well, and he says, since height and weight proportionality is important, if you divide your height in centimetres (laughs) by your weight in kilograms, and the result is 3.1 and 0.4, then I would be sexually attracted to you.
0: That's going to be a fantastic date, isn't it? He's going to have uh, protractors out. <laughs> he's, gonna, yeah. he's gonna be noting down calculations throughout, oh, sizing you up with uh, templates. Okay. I, I had a friend who, sorry, her, whose
2: sister um, was, was was doing RSVP as well, uh, and she was looking around and she typed in her hobbies, and this like a perfect match came up, and it was just someone who had stolen her photograph and her hobbies and put it on as themselves.
0: Is that right? How yeah. bizarre!
2: And she, and she sent her an email saying, "Can you not like pretend you're me, please?" And she sent him <laughs> one back saying. I thought you
0: were really cool. I wouldn't mind being you. I'm not going to stop. Right, so oh. it's a kind of single white oh. female scenario. Oh, yeah. God. And was the doppelganger scoring? Was it working? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, good luck with that, Andrew. I have to say, I hope that turns out well for you.
1: Yeah, do you?
0: Uh, yeah, and, you know, if it doesn't, you can always just uh, pop out to the laundry. That'll <laughs> be. That's the Verodica's everything I'm not here. At Today Tonight,
3: Hmm.
0: <laughs> disturbing footage indeed. I'm Naomi Robson. If you've been the victim of workplace bullying, we at Today Tonight would love to hear about it so we can film a hilarious reenactment with our (laughs) staff. It's get this uh, with myself, Tony Martin, Andrea Powells, with this Ed's on board. Do you know what I'm talking about? The hilarious Today Tonight reenactments.
1: It's so realistic.
0: They had workplace bullying, and it was like, obviously, they've just gone, oh, get everyone in here, and let's get some stuff happening. And they've got someone from the staff, and they've tied them to, like, a bed on wheels, like at the hospital, and they've just got about 60 people. So we're just pushing the person back and forth, and everyone's just having a ball. And you're just going, wouldn't it be great to work on today, tonight, and just do reenactments all day? So was it set in an office? It was like they were down in an underground car park. And, and so, okay, so the story
2: was that in this workplace, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a hospital bed <laughs> and a car park, Apparently. and the best bullying they could think of <laughs> was to push them on the bed. It was to play past the parcel with
0: somebody. <laughs> yeah, that very
1: sounds good. terrifying. Yeah,
0: very good <laughs> bullying. But <laughs> you, you have, but these all, I should say, maybe they were actors because often they have to hire. You know, the people on Crime Stoppers are actual actors. Well, I had
2: a friend who was in a reenactment of. Um, uh, workplace was it? Workplace bullying as well, actually. Right, right. But he was like a, a mechanic. He was like a young mechanic. Mm. And the old mechanics were bullying him and tying him, like gaffer taping him to chairs and yeah. hitting him with implements. And yeah, stuff. sure. Mm. Mm. So you know. I've
1: done. I did a, a little. Part, I had a part on Crime Stoppers some oh. years ago. Oh, I just yes. had to walk out of a pub and look really drunk and walk off. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it was really easy, quite convincing. Actually. And what was your
0: character described as?
1: Um, uh, just someone at bar. <laughs> wow, with with red hair.
0: Did you do much preparation had, for that? Did you stack on all night and just? <laughs> Practice is staggering. Go on.
1: <laughs> they wouldn't serve us. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. How can we oh. get into character if they don't give us a few <laughs> drinks? They're like, no, this is a professional outfit. It's like, oh, rubbish. <laughs> it's appalling. Is no wonder it- they never catch any murderers.
0: <laughs> Has Ethel ever been asked to take part in a Crime Stoppers say as a nosy neighbour?
1: Yeah, you know, Funnily enough, no. And I don't know why. Because, you know, she just looks so realistic.
0: That's there is, novel. you know, I mean, Ed's an actor trying, yeah. to, trying to find work about town. And, of course, there is there's so little work for actors yeah, these yeah. days. And that's why Georgie Park is hosting a game show. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to start seeing some big names.
1: Isn't she doing a horror? Isn't she doing crime some kind of? Forensic Investigations. Who's hosting that? That's, that's
0: Rebecca Gibney. See, oh. That's what they all have to do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'd like to be seeing, you know, Jack Thompson just playing, you know, um, suspicious shop owner <laughs> number three. <laughs> <laughs> just during some
2: kind of reenactment. That could happen. The How Australian go- reenactment industry is going through the
0: roof. Oh, it's out there. Uh, <laughs> are we running way over today, man? we just Every day I notice the show is just blowing <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. People are calling in. We
4: want a cold as
0: ice. <laughs> Stop talking. There's a lot to get through uh, in the hour. I'm, I want to talk about... Uh, you know, I'm selling my car. Oh, what? No. Yeah, I'm selling my car because I want to buy some petrol. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that car can't be worth 10 cents. You've run it into the ground for
0: years. There are so many things to talk about. I'm going to be pitching a new TV show to the networks over the weekend. What's that? Mm. Uh, it's called The Biggest User. <laughs> and it's the search... <laughs> it's a search for Australia's fattest heroin addict.
2: Get this! It's only been going for a week. <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sake, can we get a sense of proportion? The
0: census one, two, three, four on
1: Triple M. Hello, here, and you're listening to Get This on Triple M. Oh, you need to get a grip. <laughs>
0: It's World Party with the Ship of Fools. That's what. Let's get this. Andrea Powell is our co-host. Are you enjoying yourself, Andrea? I'm
1: having a ball, Tony Martin.
0: It's a new show, and, you know, we're still ironing the kinks out, and I'm glad that you've agreed to come in during that part of the process because a lot of people have just said to us, look, mate... We'll come in when you've got it right.
1: Really? (laughs) They're insane. We'll end up making them look really bad. That's why I wanted to come in early. Good on you. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, (laughs) Join us. Join us as we attempt to climb Talkback Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) And Andrea looks as baffled as all our previous co-hosts were.
1: That goat didn't want to wake up, did it? (laughs) Nasty. It's a goat now, is it?
0: Definitely a go. So? Yeah, yeah. You know what we should do? Yeah. Ed? We yeah. should set up a camera and photograph each of the co hosts <laughs> at the moment when they hear that sound effect and just put the gallery up on the website. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to put something up on there's nothing on the website except a photograph of me, you, Maddie from production and Nikki our producer, yeah. looking like idiots.
2: Yeah, as my mum
0: described it, everyone looks nice. There's no way you could look more gay
2: in that photo than we had. <laughs> Yeah, this is from the same woman that I had got a haircut once and I came home and Mum said, I said, what do you think? She said, it looks like you've just been um, released uh, because of changes of the Mental Health Act.
1: (laughs) She sounds delightful.
0: Can we get your mum on the show? No. (laughs) Uh, I hadn't even finished saying it and the no came out.
1: Mum, sensing some tensions
0: there. Let's talk about the Pope, shall we? Yeah. Um, Because there's been photographs of the new Pope, um, you know, Pope Benedict in the paper all week. And I find, you know, to me, he just doesn't quite look like the Pope. No, you know no, we're, we're, You know, we're so used to the old one. It's like when they get a new Doctor Who. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like the Sylvester McCoy of Popes. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's going to catch on. It's just so fun. People just go, I prefer the old Pope. Yeah, yeah
1: I like yeah, the old yeah. one better. Bring he, him back.
0: He looked more papal. Mm. So papal. And the old Pope just used to wear white, which made him look... This one sort of has a bit of red thrown in there. He's flashy.
1: I reckon he looks a bit like a Punch and Judy puppet. (laughs) His head doesn't look real. It looks like too small for his body or something.
0: I like how he's flashy. Yeah, and he wears Mm. more capes. That's what I like about him. He's got too much bling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the problem with that guy. Uh, And look at the photo of him that we're looking at. He's just standing on the balcony with hands up in the air, and he seems to be going, nothing up my sleeve. (laughs) He's about About to just flew out of there. (laughs) It's a second later, like 40 doves flew out of his (laughs) sleeve. Would that count as a miracle? No, sir.
1: That watch he's wearing belongs to someone in the front (laughs) row.
0: (laughs) Is this your watch, Cardinal? Uh, But anyway, what is the deal with the the miracles? Can you explain this, Ed? You've been on the internet.
2: Uh, My first bit of research uh, for this show, and it's uncovered this. Uh, Now, people want... Uh, Pope John Paul II uh, to become a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what he needs for that to happen is he needs uh, two miracles since he's died. Because what that mm-hmm. says is that he's up in heaven looking down, helping us out. Right. Not while you're alive. Mm-hmm. Right. So the two miracles so far, that the, the two front runners is uh, a woman. This is a, a lady that went to see his, uh, his tomb. And she said that she'd lost her car keys in her purse. She went home and then she found them in her purse. And that's uh, a miracle. That's one. That's how low the bar is these days. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty big purse. Yeah, I and then it was three, I isn't there meant you... to be? So, one when you're alive, oh, and then right. two when you're dead. And what was the one he did when he was alive? It's some healing. Oh, like healing, You know, like, right. you know, okay. like bringing people Didn't back. did do to a life very good stuff. job
1: on himself, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and the other one, he said that a man from Naples who had not had sex with his wife in 16 years reported that after they visited the Pope's tomb, she miraculously took him by the hand and suggested they skip lunch and go back to their hotel.
0: Is this a joke? Are you serious about this? Where oh, are you getting this from? The internet.
1: And she had 500 <laughs> orgasms. Never wash again. But, you know, it's a washing
2: machine. All details um, of the new weekly. <laughs> so, so there. So those are the miracles they're going for at the moment. Now, what do you mean they're going for? How do you? you oh, you say, got to apply. You have to apply. Sorry, you have to. Uh, if you think that uh, for our listeners, if uh, Pope John Paul. Has helped you uh, since he's passed on um, from heaven, then you have to write to the Vatican, and there's a sl- there's a hundred euro application fee.
0: Oh, hang on a 2nd
2: Non-refundable.
0: Right. Oh, that's that'd be to weed out joke ones. Yeah, as opposed to those two <laughs> that you read out before. Very legitimate miracles. So th- is, this is this is not some sketch that we've made up. No, genuinely, is, what it's a papal miracle hotline, basically. Yes. So that's what exactly we, right.
1: Keys and we've got rekindled passion within yeah. marriage. But I've I'd got one. Sorry, oh sorry. Mate. So
2: I've got I've got a couple other of things. I thought you might say that, Tony. So yeah. I, I only I found some uh, uh religionfacts.com. Here yeah. are some uh, other miracles, like more kind of standard miracles: healings, yes, incorruptibility, the saint's body does not decay, blah blah. blah. Uh, an, an odor of sanctity. The bo- if your body exudes <laughs> a sweet aroma. <laughs> That's oh, a pretty good just miracle.
1: When
2: you're a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> and then levitation, stigmata, uh, and oh, here we go, bilocation
0: a saint appearing in two places at once. Right, okay. Those are your classics. It's all sounding very David Copperfield, I have to, yeah. I have to say. So there's a papal miracle hotline you can SMS your miracles direct to the Vatican, win yourself a fantastic prize. Okay, well, okay, so how does this work on talking Man? We want people to call in with just, um, you know, let's let's not let the Pope have all the fun.
4: Exactly.
0: What about miracles that you've performed? If you think you've performed a miracle, Excellent. we want to hear about it. Have yes. you guys performed any miracles? Um,
1: Well, I haven't performed a miracle. I think the Pope might be responsible for this one. But I went to my sister's wedding on the weekend and uh, the celebrant had the worst breath I've ever smelled. (laughs) That wasn't the miracle part. (laughs) (laughs) The miracle part was I can't believe my sister didn't pass out during the ceremony.
0: Ed, yes, fantastic. See what? It, see that is the danger of coming in in the first weekend. <laughs> right there, you took your chance. Right
1: in the middle of poo breath. There, it was.
2: Yeah. Ed, have you got a miracle? No, no. I once, I won the um, uh all all Brisbane boys under twelve breaststroke when I was eleven. Beat some
0: much bigger lads. Oh. <laughs> Uh, here's I've, I've got one for you Go on What's yours? When I came into the station To be shown around The Triple M Studios oh, yeah. <laughs> The Sorry. extremely dangerous and uh, Built on an old Indian burial ground <laughs> Triple M Studios uh, When they took me Into the studio Where we would be Doing the show oh, yeah The jock who showed me in Did not use the phrase This is where The magic <laughs>
2: happens
0: <laughs> I heard that twice on my first day at Triple M. I, twice. I consider that to be an incredible miracle. <laughs> Listeners, are you sitting on a miracle? Something you've done that constitutes, well, miraculous behaviour. Yeah. Give us a call at Talkback Mountain. The number is one a triple three five three. That's Cheap Trick, yes. This is Get This here at Triple M. I'm sorry, I was just momentarily stunned because Andrea said something that I I don't think I've ever heard (laughs) anyone say at Triple M, which is...
1: I've never heard of Nickelback.
0: (laughs) I really haven't. Two security guards will come and escort you (laughs) to the front door at any moment.
2: Escort you to a listening room.
0: It is uh, Talkback Mountain, and, uh, yeah, why not? Okay, We're asking to, uh, you know, get on the Pope's bandwagon and uh, tell us about your miracles, miracles that you have achieved. Perhaps you're a candidate for sainthood. Uh, we've got some people on the line. I think we have...
3: Richie, are you there, Richie? Yeah, Tony, love the show. Thanks very Richie. much. Uh, about... I've got a double miracle here. I, um, I... count on, on two levels. I'm in the pub one day, and I'm on the meat tray. <laughs> oh, well, give... yep. <laughs> that's incredible. That's just one, one, one. That's one. Yep. OK, the, the miracle there is I got a phone call off my wife saying, we're having a barbecue, you better get some meat here and some alcohol. So I got their local Bill's bus. I put the meat tray and the beer on the bus. Um, sent that home. The bus driver wouldn't take any money because he just wanted to see the expression on my wife's face when I didn't arrive. <laughs> and um, so I fed the masses and the miracle is I'm still alive. She didn't kill me. Oh, look, it's just, there's about seven miracles in yeah, there. Man. And you know you can
0: retire on that one, really, can't you, Richie? I mean, so I was you... trying
3: to get I was trying to get through to Mickey on this and get a dodgy dodgy behaviour T-shirt as well. Yeah, so I couldn't get through. <laughs> well, of
0: course, tough love is coming up at uh, midday, and and so you were just going to fashion that same story into shonky behaviour, were you?
3: Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> probably I, get, I, I got I got high fives in the pub for the rest of the day, and I'm still alive, yeah. so it's
0: good. Well, you probably, I'm sure there's a segment on the shebang. You can get that story <laughs> into as well. Thanks very much. Thanks Great miracle, you. top miracles, Richie. I think uh, Jeff is on the line. You there, Jeff?
4: Yeah, good night. Um, my uh, my sixteen-year-old son was sitting around the other day playing PlayStation. Yep. And um, I just, without offering him any incentives or anything whatsoever, I said, "Listen, mate, would you mind running the vacuum cleaner over the house?" And he just went, Yeah, sure. Oh he my god. <laughs> and, did it.
2: and
1: And did he actually do it, Jeff? He did it. Sheesh Oh my goodness.
0: Oh. Is your oh, you son did. on drugs? Is he on oh. those A D D drugs and he just went, Oh Playstation yeah. I've had enough Playstation, <laughs> gotta listen vacuum, gotta listen
4: vacuum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is he like was he trying to suck up to you for the need a new game perhaps? Well
4: no, I mean normally it's like oh, you know, uh is there tin bucks in it or whatever, you know, or you <laughs> what's to bot of smoke or something, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like prison, your house <laughs> People work for smokes
3: <laughs>
0: Alright, well I guess that is a miracle, thank you very Thanks, much Jeff. Thanks Jeff. Sam is on the line, you there Sam?
3: Hello yes, Sam, hi, how are you? Good,
0: where yes, are you Sam. calling us from?
3: I'm from the Gold Coast at the moment Oh yes, Aww.
0: whereabouts on the Gold Coast?
3: Just um, is Hope
0: Island oh, Sweet. Is that anywhere near where they used to do it's a knockout? <laughs> yes, I think so
3: somewhere around there I've got a real miracle for you that happened to me. You let's hear it. About 15 years ago, I was at the Melbourne Botanical Gardens. I thought I'd go down there and feed the ducks. Mm. So I went down there and all the ducks came over and I gave them my whole bag of bread. Mm. And this little duck came running from all over the other side of the lake and he didn't get any bread. Um, It was really sad. And so I said to myself, God, I wish I had some more bread. And... A piece of
0: bread fell out of the sky and landed on my head. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm not
3: joking. It was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. Where did,
0: did, where did it come from? Yeah, I don't know. I
3: looked up, and there's no birds, there's no trees, there's nothing else around. Nothing dropped it. So no bakers.
0: Prompted, so. <laughs> no bakers.
3: <laughs> it was some, amazing.
0: Had somebody just excreted a piece of bread from an airplane? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought
3: that maybe. Oh. I wasn't sure. Wow.
0: Just is so where you can go. Gee, I wish I had an anvil. <laughs>
3: Um, I've, got an, I've got another one too that a girlfriend told me yeah, which is really amazing
4: Yeah,
3: um, they went round to a friend's house because they just laid some turf <laughs> and they thought they'd get like a, a, a square metre of turf in their own yard oh, yeah. Yeah. and was, while they were standing there talking about um, getting some turf and the fact that there wasn't any left for them to take <laughs> home yeah. a turf truck drove around the corner and a piece of turf fell off the back <laughs> of the <laughs> oh <look. laughs>
1: Wow. Was it the right shape and size for the bit that was missing?
0: Was it the exact size they needed? It sounds like your entire life is just like a Minties commercial.
3: (laughs) It was the the exact size turf that they needed, and it wasn't the same turf truck that these people had had either. It was a completely (laughs) different turf truck.
0: And then one day I was at a barbecue... And I said, I need a signed first edition of Catcher in the Rye. And then <laughs> guess what happened? This is just amazing.
3: All right, I know. Let's... I know. It's amazing. It's a real miracle.
0: Well, thank you very much, Sam. Thanks, you Sam. could be our next triple M Pope. <laughs> <laughs> have we got Richard as opposed to Richie Richard on the line? Are you there? I'm there. Whereabouts oh, are you speaking to us from, sir? Uh, Montalbert, Tony. Good to oh, have you back. Thanks very much. What's going on in Montalbert, uh, sorry, Montalbert, miracle-wise? <laughs>
3: Look, as a, as a young fellow, we were sitting around skylarking as you do, and we were uh, blue flaming, so to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that's now, a
1: favourite it, old pastime of yeah. many a young
3: person. And, absolutely. Now, whilst we were, uh, the ignitions were fulsome, so to speak, the, <laughs> the, the, yes. the actual miracle was that the spectators who were uh, watching this particular one that had uh, ignited was the fact that it lit up in the shape of the Maltese Cross.
0: Oh, oh, fantastic. And, and isn't it true that when the, the Pope releases a blue flame, that means that there's a new Pope being elected? Is, am oh. I getting there right? I don't know much about oh. religion. I'm sorry if I've offended.
1: I think it means a new bottom is being burned. Well,
3: the brown cloaked one might be imminent.
0: <laughs> the, 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 no. This guy's working. This guy is working up gear. The brown cloaked one might be imminent. I've got too many key
2: phrases for today's show. Was that, was that, was it, was it unanimous as soon as the blue flame, did everyone just go, wow. It it was, it
3: was, it was shock. We had the lights out and it was, it was like an aura. (laughs) And uh,
0: Richard, can you explain, whatever did happen to the letter U in Mount, Mont Albert? What's going on there? What's with the Mont?
3: What's with Mont Albert?
0: Yeah, well, why isn't it Mount Albert?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I've got no idea. It's French, isn't it?
0: (laughs) That's a miracle. I guess that, that it's French, isn't it? Yes. Well, what a selection of miracles. I feel like we should be giving everyone something. You know, we don't actually give it. We're so stingy on this program. There's no prizes. prizes. But uh, if everyone wants to stay on the line, uh, Nikki, I'm sure, will find something in the prize cupboard. Oh, that's very generous. That's
1: a miracle in itself.
0: Perhaps uh, (laughs) a papal meat tray for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, um, you know what we're going to try and do uh, to wind up this show? We're going to attempt to wake Mick Malloy. Excellent. In fact, that's a new segment on the Look show. Bad. Wake McMalloy. <laughs> That'll be next. Get this.
3: I'd like to hear all the nice nickelback.
0: For census one, two, three, four on Triple M. We're attempting to wake him up. The sleeping monster. That'll be next to get this. And that was of course Jet. Here at... did I? Yeah, uh, Tony Martin got his song name right. Did I call Jet Cheap Trick earlier? Hmm?
4: Yes, yes, you did.
0: Well, what does that say? Hmm. But you love Jet. Interesting. <laughs> no, it says I was panicking, running around trying to find miracles. <laughs> I just jumped. I apologise to members of Jet who may be listening, although they probably take that as a compliment.
1: Maybe they would. I think yeah. it means you're not quite jiggy with the young folks. Hey, like I am.
0: <laughs> I've never been jiggy ever. I'm... Oh, oh, for God's I think that's the last time we need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> he Andrea Powell has been helping us out today. And, and have we got him on the line? Are you there, Mick Malloy?
4: Yes, I am here. Hey, you... <laughs> It's a miracle. Hey, I heard you once back announce a crowded House Tracker's Meatloaf.
0: <laughs> well, Tim Finn had been stacking on a tad.
4: Well, hey, what time is this?
0: Uh, it's well in most states it's
4: about ten o'clock. It's about ten o'clock is this your is your show on now?
0: Yeah, it's just finishing.
4: You got rolled by management. <laughs> 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 you got done like a dinner. We... How, how many songs do you play?
0: Uh, we I think we're supposed to play five.
4: I play twelve. <laughs> <laughs> It amounts to five minutes of talk.
0: (laughs) And what have you got coming up today on Tough
4: Love? No, it's too far ahead. We don't plan that far ahead. (laughs) I'll let you know at 5 to 12. (laughs) What time
0: do you get in the cab?
4: Uh, Actually, I was hoping, can you call me back at court to 12? (laughs) A wake-up call? Yes, please. (laughs) No, we're not not doing any... Like uh, topical stuff at the moment, because it's shonky week on Tough Love.
0: And how's that? I someone, uh, Dave Grainy told me the other day he's been very impressed by the standard of shonky behaviour you've been uncovering.
4: Well, my favourite call yesterday was a guy who was going on holidays, and uh, he didn't have enough money to put his dog in the kennel, so he took it to the pound. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was lost. the only thing he had to be careful of was the dates, <laughs> just so he got back in time. I thought that's genius. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's pretty clever. Sorted out. I, uh, I don't know if you know, Mickey, uh, we've been broad going. Sorry to call you Mickey. Someone right. told me people were calling you Mickey on the footy show last night. Is that in the Melbourne footy show?
4: They were, Tone Tone. And <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of a one. Did you see that, did you? I oh. saw
1: a bit of it actually, Tony. Um, Mickey. I saw Mickey. Mickey just... Boy. I think the Mickey Boy might have been in there as well. Yeah. Glad to have you back at
4: Channel 9 Mickey Ah, you know, we all went home and slept together. So <laughs> it's fairly familiar once you get into that Boise environment. Well it's i starting my own footy show.
0: Uh, are you what is this? Tell me about
4: it. I was hoping you'd tell me. What time's it on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone will call.
4: <laughs> what day is it on? <laughs>
1: Any given Sunday, I think.
4: It'll Let's be a Sunday. Well, that's impossible for me. I can't do that.
0: <laughs> hey, did you go down and check the old Mick Malloy Show offices when you were at nine?
4: Yeah, I did. They're still roped off with police tape, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy with a megaphone going, there's still nothing to see here, people. <laughs> Keep moving. They have steam cleaned the carpets, I'm, I'm happy to say. Oh,
0: well, that's good to hear. Hey, you know we're broadcasting from the, the haunted studio here. Um, our oh,
4: studio too.
0: Yeah, and as I understand it, you won't even step in here. Is that I, right?
4: Good. I can say whatever I like because this won't be going to air. <laughs> I will not go in there until you've called an exorcist, basically. <laughs> I, was, I was in there once and CDs started flying off the shelves and hitting me in the head. And they were Super Tramp CDs. Oh, no. nothing more demeaning. That's adding insult to injury. <laughs> the radiator cap blew once. <laughs> Steam started coming out. That's Here's a... what to do. If, if it if it starts to, to mess up on you... Yeah. Give it a thump like Fonzie. You know? What Fonzie used to do on the jukebox.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we, we tried that on day one. Nothing. In fact, cold as ice went to air by mistake.
4: Tony, that wasn't a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, uh, thank first... you, mate, and welcome aboard. Yeah. And uh, after midday, I'll see you in the boozing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tough love is coming up at twelve. Well, I think Mick wants us to start at about twenty past yeah. today, just for his uh, for his benefit. Thanks very much for joining us, everybody. Thank you much, uh, very much. I didn't have time me. for very. No. Hey, Andrea Powell. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me, Tony. It's been marvellous.
0: And thank it's, you, Eddie. It's I mean, been a I great know. first week. I'd like to thank Nikki, our producer. Yeah. Matt, making the sketches Genius. like nobody else can. Katie on the phones. The Put bear up, just the bear hanging rule. on by his fingertips. <laughs> and Ed Cavalier, it has been a pleasure to do this week uh, with you. And you, Tony, and you. Will you come back for more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you say that. And yeah. I think the key phrase today was fulsome ignitions. <laughs> but maybe it should have been...
1: I've never heard of
0: Nickelback. <laughs> We will be back on Monday with Julia Zamiro. And it's all thanks to Census 1234.